Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Food that's good for the environment, good for the people who eat it, and good for the people who grow it. They pick it so it's beautiful when it comes to market, and you get to enjoy that. Local businesses is the, the first place that we can directly support somebody. You've got to believe in what you do, and if you stick to that, then you're getting there anyway. What's up, Steph Postumi here with another Quicksand Food podcast, and today I speak with Magdalene Darby and Callum Howitt from Samuel's Restaurant in Thoreau. We had a really interesting conversation. Callum's the head chef there, and Magdalene's the front of house manager, and we get into subjects like the industry in the northern suburbs and hospitality in Wollongong in general. We talk to Callum a bit about the produce that he uses and how he develops his menus, and I just found it a really interesting conversation overall. So I hope that you enjoy this chat with Magdalene and Callum from Samuel's Restaurant in Thoreau. Let's talk about Samuel's. Mm-hmm. What, what can people expect when they walk through the door if they make a booking and they want to come here for dinner? An experience from yeah. arrival to the end. It's not just the food, it's not just the wine. It's a destination. We are not in Wollongong. So when you come here, you expect something... Um, you expect us to take you somewhere, I think, and it's um, it's the dream that we are trying to provide. Yeah. Make it special. We open the door to everyone who's entering, who's leaving the restaurant, who's walking to the toilet. As soon as you stand up and you're actually looking for something, we'll open you the door. Okay. And we're just trying to let you stop thinking and uh, think for you. And let you relax. Yeah. yeah. Do, you, do you find that most of the clients come as a destination or do you have a lot of locals and stuff as well? Uh, We have a few locals. The locals come at home here because we know their first name, we know the story of their life. Um, The team has been the same for a while, which is not common in the food industry. So they know all of us, they know who's cooking. Um, So the locals see Samuels as they feel blessed to have a little gem like that in the neighborhood. Mm, Um, I'm sure, yeah. And it's and then for the one driving from Shell Harbour, Kayama, Wulongong on the weekend, it's uh, a recommendation most of the time. Or oh, it's a special occasion and it's every year at the same time. Um, we don't get that many new clientele. So it's a market that we have that is growing thanks to the word of mouth. Yeah. Um, our advertising, we do not advertise in the newspaper or anything. So yeah. it's a strong, I think, base of uh, reputation. Yeah, that cool. we got from the previous owners who did an amazing job and when Ruth and Vic bought in the team was the same so we kept um, 
we've continued the reputation of the place. I think awesome. it's a continuity, even though the owners change, even though yeah. Do you notice more? Do you know like so the base is from like around the Illawarra, you know, like you say, Kayama, Shell Harbour, Wollongong, yeah. and then also locals for all. Has it changed at all recently? Like more, you, you see a few more people from Sydney who are more down in for the definitely. weekend. Yeah. Every weekend, new faces, and those people are not familiar to here, and tend to have low expectation and end up being extremely pleased because they were not expecting on their weekend away in Thoreau to have an experience. Yeah. And I think that's where we we are strongest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, giving that uh, surprising people for cool. who was not expecting what they were getting. And those who are expecting are 90% of the time very pleased, I think. Awesome. Yeah. And a lot of regulars. Honestly, we are, I'll say, 60 to 70 of a percent of the clientele is a regular, and I'm talking twice a month, yeah. at least twice a month. And That's having great. your clientele coming at least twice a month, it's massive yeah. after the years, and then they have, yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I think it, it's an interesting time because there are a lot more people from Sydney and stuff moving down to this area yes. to, uh, you know, afford to buy a house. Yeah. And Which they are doing. So they, they start the night by telling us the options they are looking at. And it's been a few weekends that are coming. And um, what would be our advice on living on the beach with busy kids areas or going up the hill? What would we think? And... Um, Yes, no, it's a different clientele, yeah. but not that much, I think. Um, yeah. It's still not, we are still not invaded. Like some locals will tell you, oh, we are invaded by Sydney Siders. Oh, everyone will I say that I wish on the weekend, but it's <laughs> not. It's just maybe because there's a couple that you feel invaded. The day will be invaded. This place is going to do even better than yeah, we are. Yeah, exactly. Like, but we are not that sort of thing is always yeah. going to happen. There's always locals who say... Our small little seaside towns yeah. being invaded by these, yeah. by all sorts of people. It's ridiculous because it's like, of course it's going to happen. It happens everywhere all yeah. over the world. Like That's population the, grows and yeah. And have you noticed like you guys have been here as sort of a, one of the main restaurants in Thoreau for a long time. Yes. But recently there's been heaps of new cafes and, and, and stuff open up and, and a bit of you know, uh, hospitality and food community yeah. in Thoreau. Is, is that something that you've sort of noticed develop Absolutely. recently? Yeah. But it's not affecting us, unfortunately. So all those businesses are trade during the day mm. when um, there's no changes on the, de- on the nightlife uh, in Thoreau. Mm-hmm. So whoever lives in mm. Stanwell Park or Ellensburg is still in the same situation. They have no option to go for dinner. Mm. It's all Samuels and it's not quite cheap. All Postman's Quarter after the bridge. Mm. And if you want a decent meal at night, that's all you have. Mm. Um, but during the day, there's a coffee, there's a coffee culture. Mm. Um, do you find some of the hospitality workers from the other coffee shops and businesses and stuff come here for dinner and, uh, and that sort of thing? Shops, yes, but cafes, no. Not so much. They, um, I don't think they st- they yet have that culture that is starting in Wollongong, that passionate um, professional culture yeah. behind the coffee, behind the service, behind what they do. It's still 
local cafes, the staff is doing its job and signing off and going home. That's right. my feeling, and I think uh, we all have the same feeling. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah. It's cool though because they're like with. But it's a transition. Exactly. Yeah. Is, so which you is never know. Just starting. Yeah. So, yeah. I really like in a town in a place the size of Cyril and with you know you've got a couple of spots nearby and stuff as well. There's a lot of potential for there to develop a really strong hospitality exactly. community and here. attract where, more professionals now exactly and yeah. More, yeah where people more know what they're looking for exactly. and people exactly. go to nice places yeah. to eat on their days off and, and whatever it might mm. be and at the moment we are still with Sydney next to us to experience to treat yourself when you are a hospitality staff you go to Sydney on the weekend mm -hmm. um, we've got few new places in Wollongong which now we are starting all of us to discover which mm. is for us now better because we do not have to take the train and go to Sydney to have an experience ourselves as well mm. and um, so Wulongong is blooming feral locals are changing they care more about what they eat there's a very it's a healthy area the northern suburbs um, you can see the IGA provides the highest it's fantastic isn't in, it uh, yeah. dairy free cheese um, yeah you've got few food co-ops there are two of them so there's people care about what they eat more and more but they're not yet ready, I think, to pay the price to go in a place and actually eat up to their standards. So they'll invest at home, but they'll still go for a cheap option when they go out. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah. they care more and more about what they eat, yeah. which is good for us, which is good for future restaurants and everything. Totally. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's something that just continues yeah. to develop. But I think that like the region that we're exploring in this book, um, basically from Stanwell Park down to Kayama and Jeringong, yeah. Wollongong's obviously going to be that hub city and stuff, but you start to see in places like Jerengong and Kayama that's sort of like a, sim a similar what I see as like Ostermere and Thoreau, but just yeah. on the northern side of Wollongong in a sense. Mm. And the Illawarra as a whole is seen to sort of connecting a little bit in terms of the producers that people use in their restaurants and things like markets and... Mm you know, whether it's cafes or whatever and, and, and people starting to develop relationships and develop a food culture exactly. as a region. Exactly. Yeah. Since we've looked, it did open our eyes differently as well when we saw your website the first time. And something clicked in the way we were not aware of all those farms we had locally. Yeah. Southern Islands is quite far, but still South Coast and Southern Islands, we are in a foodie yeah. part of Australia for sure and now we, the link is being made I think between businesses and those um, yeah and those farms yeah well when like people mm. talk about local food a lot of the time they'll, they'll say anything within sort of 200 kilometers of your restaurant yeah. or, or whatever yeah. and that area Which is, is massive here yeah. like you've got mm. the the ocean 100 kilometers of ocean that way but and all the seafood to draw from but then you've also got the southern highlands down to, mm. towards like the south coast and inland mm. in pla like places like Goulburn and stuff exactly. are still local to here yeah. and there's there's great produce around and yeah it's uh it's cool to see chefs and restaurateurs and, and people connecting to what's available mm. around them and stuff mm. and um yeah, just pushing that forward because exactly. I guess you see some a, a bit of demand from it from customers as well. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Everyone's asking where, who provides us the meat, where is our seafood from. Um, they'll pay the big money because they know that we source our proteins. Yeah. When you know that you're not going to ask in a pub where the fish is from when it's a crumbed fish and chip. Yeah. 
but they'll care here the and then they'll write note where is it for, yeah they'll ask the oysters it's the same we are in that amazing oyster area and um and we are pretty well known for our seafood and yeah. seafood suppliers are really you, good do locally. you enjoy yeah. using seafood in the kitchen cal yeah yeah we try and use a fair bit of it so yeah. because it is so local of and course. there's a lot available um mm. we've got a couple of good sort of seafood suppliers and yeah, there's, there's a lot available. Have you always got oysters on the menu? Uh, we did on the previous menu. We've slowed it down a bit for yeah. this one, but they'll be in and out on They were really creamy at the moment. We didn't really yeah, like Yeah, they the go through seasons. Yeah. And the yeah, the winter, the winter really oysters. Yeah. Yeah. What, really where, do you, where are you getting them from? Uh, we were getting them through High and John's from that oyster coast. Yeah, yeah the Australian oyster coast. Yeah, that yeah, goes yeah, all the way down the coast. Yeah, yeah, so really good quality. So Jeringong area. Yeah, the cool thing about that is that you can get... As, as sort of the season sort of moves from south to north mm. and, you know, different different oyster farms will have their 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 product at its peak at different times. Exactly. So when you've got a cooperative like that, you can get the best of what's going on oh, down exactly. south. It's not yeah. always just from the one exactly. farm because not... Like, you might get a, a heaps of rain down in Bermagui, but yeah. you'll have perfect weather on the Shoalhaven River. Exactly. And then yeah. you can just, you know, whatever. Yeah. You can sort of pick the best ones. Yeah. 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 Good thing with having good suppliers, they tend to source the better stuff yeah. at that time of year and and tell us about. So how do you how do you go about developing a relationship with your suppliers that, like that sort of can get you local ingredients? Um, well, a lot of it's being hands on and face to face with them. I tend to go and visit them a fair bit to work yeah, right. and yeah. just build that sort of relationship. Um, always talking about produce, what's available, specials. Um, seasonal stuff just yeah, yeah a lot of uh, communication there do you what was I going to ask you do you do you find ever that you have the opportunity to educate them in what like you want so like I find sometimes that relationship between chefs and suppliers or producers works both ways in that a chef can be like I saw whatever on Instagram I saw this ingredient on the Instagram that, that I haven't been able to get like can you get it do you know anyone who's growing it or whatever yeah. Does it sort of work like that? Yeah, I do find that, um, especially with like my fruit and veg at the moment. Like yeah. we'll see things online or whatever, or in books, and we'll approach him about it. And, yeah. But the other way around, he'll come to us to show us something with that we've new never things, seen and then we yeah, and yeah. we discover especially things that he yeah. With that, really. yeah, that market. There's a lot of new like teat stuff coming out, and different varieties and heirloom things. And yeah, what was yeah. what was the herb on the um. <laughs> that was a that uh, bronze, bronze fennel. fennel. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Which that's the first time we've had it through here. Yeah, yeah. and again he popped in with with the bag yesterday. Yeah, we had and three or four different it. things we've never had in before. Yeah. What Just else did you get? Experimenting. Uh, we had a, a mustard leaf. Um, the wasabi mustard. Yeah, wasabi leaf. Okay, yeah, cool. Just Sounds good. Greens. When yellow mustard, when the leaves are too big, they're really sour, and the wasabi one is actually very sweet. It's lovely. Cool. Very interesting. Yeah. We try and match them with yeah. the dishes and the flavors. And yeah. Yeah. That's. You always know that there's going to be like integrity in the food when you start with the produce and then, and then build it into a dish yeah. rather than thinking, this is the dish. I'm going to find the produce. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you know that the produce is good before you even develop the dish, yeah, it's going to be a great dish. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Let's talk a little bit about that pork dish. Do you want to just run us through the different components of what's on the plate? Yep. All right. So that's uh, just a, a pork fillet, and uh, we trim it up in the restaurant. We we sous vide and then sear it. Um, there's a 
more of a French style mash, lots of butter and seasoning. Heaps of butter. Yeah, flavour, really. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta um, love the butter. I think one pe- one thing that people at home don't um don't understand is how much damn butter goes no, into there's, good there's mash. Definitely <laughs> a lot. And, um, you never tend to do it at home because it seems too much. Yeah. Exactly. But, yeah, that's, that's where Put the whole block in there. Exactly. What? Did it say the whole block? Exactly. Yes, yeah. the whole block. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a lot. We go through a lot. In the, yeah. yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, and then there's um, the roast onions, the slow roast onions. So we cook them over two hours at 140 mm-hmm. just to caramelise the sugars in them. and um, Nice and sweet. Yeah, keep that flavour but texture as well. Um, and then the julienne apple with the mustard, just mm-hmm. the traditional flavour combination there. Yeah, but the apples have a bit of like bite with them as well with that mustard, yeah. like not just the sweetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so we put the, the whole grain and the and build lemon through there, just yeah. a bit of acid through the dish and a bit of kick. Good balance. Yeah, and yeah. something to something good all to the people to make at home. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Um, when you're like when you're developing a dish like that or when you're putting together a menu, is it usually about, because that's a pretty classic combination, you know, pork, yeah. mash, apple. Mm. Do you try to sort of lean towards classic combos and keeping it simple using really good produce? Do you try to sort of think about how to be more innovative? Is it like a balancing act sometimes? Yeah, I, I tend to try and do a bit of both. Every right. now and like sometimes I'll pick a traditional flavour combination and just try and almost modernise it a bit, just okay. different elements, textures, and um, just do it that way. Whereas other times I'll go completely out of nowhere and just put things together that most people would think of yeah, yeah okay and um, use what we've been what's that about. process like right if you're thinking about something like I'm just going to do a completely original combination is it is it about just finding finding a flavour balance that'll work like thinking yeah I don't know must be challenging I'll give you a simple example yeah. we used to serve <laughs> a pork dish with a beetroot ice cream a house-made beetroot ice cream mm. and one day Callum and Jacob in the kitchen came to try chocolate and beetroot and now we are doing our chocolate dessert cake served with the beetroot savory ice cream oh. and it came up just by a play around in the kitchen and uh, originally the savory beetroot was to go on a savory dish yep. and now it's actually on the dessert menu because it works really well with chocolate mm. which we will not expect yet. yeah interesting yeah a lot of trial and error just trying things mm. as we work and that yeah. must have, how did you how did you first come to taste the beetroot ice cream with the chocolate? Someone was eating a Mars bar and had some yeah. we've got some ice cream, might as well put it with yeah, it. Yeah, we were kind of just playing around and yeah, thought let's just try this with a few different ice creams and yeah, it just worked. I think that that's cool because I don't know I don't know how widespread it is, but in some of the top places you start seeing desserts that are much more subtle that have something savory in it, like whether it's a you know like. I've seen people incorporate things like bean curd into desserts and, and tonka bean and, and yeah, things exactly. like that that aren't necessarily super sweet. Yeah. We used to have a popcorn uh, parfait dessert served with dehydrated pancetta. Yeah, okay. And caramelized wow, sweet popcorn. Yeah. And um, savory and sweet really worked well together. Yeah, really especially nice. pancetta. It's like and that old bacon and maple syrup combination. Yeah. 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 And yeah. caramelized popcorn is the best. <laughs> yeah. Really nice. Yeah, no one had thought of that a little while ago, but like a dessert with a piece of bacon on it works really well. Yeah, yeah. And now it's all about salted caramel. People, yeah. people didn't know what, what, like what, what salted salted caramel was Fashions five years ago. Back. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, it's a big trend with that salt and yeah. sugar going around at the moment. Yeah. Just, yeah. 
But it's sort of But it's works, bizarre yeah. because it's traditional back in France. Salted caramel is something you always have since you are young. Really? And I do find that the that now it's turning being fashionable. So for me it's a coming back to a classic when people most of the people or customers we have with salted caramel, for them it's a new thing. When mom always did put always we always had salted caramel. Yeah. With dessert, with ice cream. Um yeah. Mm. It's it, like it's funny with the chocolate yeah. one as well because, like, chocolate can work well in a savory dish as well. Mm-hmm. Not not a beetroot going into a chocolate dessert, but you know, like mole sauce or whatever yeah. application it must be. And French cooking does it as well. Mm. Um, yeah, it's it's just about how you view that balance, then, exactly. I guess, and 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 adapting it and trying to innovate and trial and error, like you say, Carl. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've we've paired chocolate with a couple of savoury dishes. Yeah, here. we've done a dark and a kangaroo with a chocolate and coffee sauce. Yeah. Okay. Um, um, that's good with the kangaroo. Wagyu beef tataki with raspberry. Um, yep. He had the tartare, uh, kingfish tartare entree served with cucumber sorbet. Mm-hmm. So he always played with the yeah what was not supposed to be at the going through yeah what is not conventional so mm. this is meant to be dessert let's put it with savory mm. and do the other way around as well yeah it seems that mm. you guys have really good communication between back of house and front of house yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah. but it's like it. an old couple so we go <laughs> there's always like some down but there's more ups than down yeah, yeah. yeah. of course um yeah. i think that good good education about what's happening back of house translates so well to customers when you've got your knowledge of what's happening on yeah, the menu definitely. being able to answer questions it's not an effort for us to learn the menu yeah um, we know what they're doing we understand what they're doing um, same in the other way around he'll know the table number i'm serving if i tell him it's on table four you know exactly where table four is yeah okay um, yeah. cool mm-hmm. you ever you ever get out on the floor Talk to the customers very, at the end of the night. Rarely. That's not when his family is here all the time. Yeah, <laughs> <It's> too shy. <laughs> you got to get out there, mate. Yeah. You get get your well, round of applause. I'm in the yeah. <laughs> slowly, slowly. Cool. Mm. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about? Yes. Yes. Um, we've got a nursery, um, little nursery just next door mm-hmm. after the two cafes here, and say for example, I'm, I really want. Um, I would love the boys to start using Aboriginal um, fruit and really yeah, bush, uh, yeah native uh, fruit. And I, w- I couldn't find online any seeds to grow some. Um, they are Aboriginal berries. They are the size of a blueberry, all white with black dots. They are called Illawarra plum. Yeah, Illawarra plums. Yeah. And um, and I did ask him, and I showed him the picture. And he's so happy because he couldn't remember the name. He's been looking for it for a long time. Oh, really? And he's investigating to find me a plant for us to start using it. So awesome. that's, again, in terms of supply as well, he used to supply us our flowers as well, our edible garlic flowers and everything. Gave us the plant, then we've planted them here. We used to have a greenhouse, but did fly away. And, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> but yes, the, the community, everyone knows. Yeah, we help each other. That's we good. We really help each other. It's yeah. Really cool. When it comes to that's, mm. I find, I, I've found that with other chefs that I've talked to, some of the most interesting ingredients come from people that aren't food suppliers, yes. from a nursery or from down on the rocks or from exactly. a, someone who is growing ornamental. Like 
there was this girl that I knew that was growing ornamental mushrooms. Yeah. And then she found these exotic strains and things Amazing. like that that work really well Amazing. on the plate as yeah. well and started growing yeah. them or whatever it might yeah. be. So, yeah. When I'll walk to the beach, I'll get the boys some, like, little sea lettuce or if I can find some, uh, yeah. yeah, some seaweed. There's heaps of that around. But it depends like on, yeah, on the tide. So, some mm. morning I'll find some, some morning there's none and this one will be pissed off to follow me chasing them because <laughs> there's none. Yeah. And, uh, and someday um, we've got everything, there's no specials on, so it's pointless for me to pick some and it's everywhere, yeah. exactly what okay. I was looking for. Um, yeah. Cool, so that you've got a specials, specials list that is an opportunity for you to sort of innovate with what's available to you right at the time? Yeah, yeah. So if we get any sort of special produce in or just a one-off, we'll, we'll try and put the dish together and then talk to the front of the house and try and push that on the customers and just experiment again. Mm. Yeah. Cool. I, um, I was talking to a guy down, has a nursery down in Dapto, and he was growing palms and all sorts of different things, but he, he was growing bunya palms. And so he was. He started supplying bunya nuts to a restaurant okay. in Wollongong. Okay. So which is another, you know, indigenous yeah. ingredient. I'll that tell you, like, we stuff. have some neighbors, some customers of the restaurant living up the road. They'll knock at the door. They brought me some honeycomb French for their garden, from the garden with their own honey. Awesome. They'll drop us off some coffee lime. Some gave us some finger lime. Finger limes are meant to grow in rainforest areas. There's one single finger lime farm around Jeringong, I think. And that lady has that finger lime for 15 years in her garden. This year is the first year she had actual finger lime. Oh, really? And Whoa. yeah, and it's uh, and I'll knock at the back door, give me some, yeah. That's great. That's the great it's thing really about being in a small really regional cool. place, is getting to and know the uh, community and then people can bring you mm. stuff. Like mm. if you've got a restaurant in the middle of the CBD in Sydney, no one's mm. picking finger limes off no. the tree. Like, no. no. Yeah. That's really cool. No. Um, mm. And yeah, yeah, I guess having the co-op next door must be cool as well because they've got all sorts of different local suppliers yeah. that come in through there. They're actually the, um, not very approachable, to be honest. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Yes, they are not very talkative. We've tried and with chefs before that used to work here. Um, the communication doesn't really work well, oh, but they do have some very good um, vanilla beans. So say, if our supplier can get the one we get, we'll get them there. Yeah. They are a bit more expensive than our supplier. But um, yeah, for some very specific things, Callum will chase the food co-op. What else? Anything else you guys um, want to talk about? Honestly, it's amazing that you are doing a book on Illawarra because it's going to give I'm more especially thinking of Sydney ciders and people say, for example, that I used to work with, who, if we say where we are, they'll just laugh at us rather than knowing the area because nothing is made to actually um, show what Illawarra is good for, mm -hmm. except the flame tree. No one knows what is good in Wollongong area, mm -hmm. and um, and a book like that is gonna actually show that. Um, Hopefully, yeah. It's a That's gorgeous region and yeah. um, and a foodie region and uh, yeah. Yeah, I was actually I was talking to um, a lady down in Jeringong the other way about uh, the other day about it. Um, have you heard of the schoolhouse in Jeringong? No. She makes cheese. Okay. And she also grows and processes her own tea. Okay. I can send you her details because do you guys do cheese coursing? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and we don't Jeringong have any cheeses. local good Australian cheese. Yeah, there's good. She, she makes good cheese, Jeringong. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I was talking to her and, and, and she said that there's like, and I agree with it, there's no re reason why the Illawarra should 
not be a foodie destination, especially being so close to Sydney, because there are really like between between here and or between Stanmore Park and Kayama, there's yeah. plenty of good places to go, yeah. and there's heaps of great producers. There's tons of great producers of all sorts of things, and she sort of identified the reason is that like it's just never been sort of branded in yes. that way and it's just about sort of branding and marketing yeah, so like the Hunter Valley like everyone that's everyone a foodie destination that, exactly when um, but that's thanks to books like that more articles there's yeah. nothing made to actually highlight what the yeah. region and, is and doing and like one of the yeah. challenges she was saying being down in Gerringong is that yeah. the Illawarra is broken up into different councils and it, like you've got like destination Wollongong yeah. uh, it, it, and, and, that, and that sort of thing got its own and so, it's true exactly yeah, yeah. so mm. I don't know, like one of the things that we were talking about is just somehow bringing, bringing all these different sort of, leaving the councils out of yes. it, but bring, bringing the food community together yeah. in a way that sort of exemplifies the region that shows people what that this whole region really has good. to offer. That would be really yeah. There was a, lo- a local guy made a, a thorough map showcasing exactly all the cafes, all the businesses, all the shops at his own cost to start with. And once his project and his map was ready for all the weekenders, he went and knocked at every door, and if we wanted to be listed on one of the number, um, it was $220 to get 500 of those maps, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, the first time someone was actually listing what is happening in Thirul, and he was very angry because Visit New South Wales had no information about Thirul, nothing is Th- There like, isn't. Um, I've done the research as well, and it's, it's hard. Uh, and especially when you did it, you've seen that no one is actually... Uh, listing what is available yeah. there's no uh, current list of businesses shops by cafe but that's Thirol Guru so you might have seen the website the Guru website uh, yeah, Guru. Have, yeah he did a brilliant job he did a website you click everyone is classified by restaurant retail and mm. then you click on it he did his own little review about it some pictures our trading hours so that's um, an advertising that he created on his own time mm. but none of the council or Visit Wulongong did something that good, mm. and um, yeah, that was the first start last year. Mm. Mm. Well, that's the that's sort of the type of thing that that's needed for food culture. Like having worked in Canberra, there's a there's a massive difference because in Canberra, like the customers are so engaged with with restaurants, and I'm sure in Sydney and stuff as well because there's so many bloggers and yeah. Instagrammers there's and no people taking. Here photos and and then there's websites out there that that are dedicated to their region and showcasing not just food but like things to do activities wine and beauty and health and sports and all that sort of thing and and it's a hub for people to go to to find out what what's good but as as well Canberra had the clientele for it and I think maybe coming back to the cheese and tea production of that lady in her farm Five ten years ago in Wollongong area, people were not caring about um, mm. restaurant going out. They were not foodie. We are even still now experiencing um, people's uh, people are now interested in food. Is it due to the TV harassing us with cooking show? I don't know, but Partly, I think the yeah. culture is changing, <laughs> and um, and there's interest. Yeah. It's not just the value for money and what I get for the money I'm paying and the quantity. It's I want to be surprised. I want to be eating something I cannot cook at home. So yeah, it's a transition, and mm. it's a human transition as well. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, long way to go still, yeah. but we're yeah. getting there. But that's why it's interesting. Yeah, sure. 
All right, we'll leave it there. Thanks, guys. Thank Thanks you. for talking to me. Thank you. Cheers. Good. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Magdalene and Callum from Samuel's Restaurant in Thoreau. If you want to find out more about what they do, you can find them online at samuelsrestauranttheroul.com.au. And if you want to find out more about us, you can check out our website, quicksandfood.com. We're also at Quicksand Food on Facebook and on Instagram. Get out there and support the Illawarra Cookbook. It's available from all retailers in the Illawarra and from our website. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you again next time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.